Hey, everybody, and God bless you. This is Pastor Jonathan. Welcome to the Church of Jubilee podcast. I pray this week's message may encourage you, that it may uplift you and motivate you to search God and to depend completely on God and also to trust in Him. You know, the Israelites, as they came out of Egypt, they came away from slavery and uh, they found themselves wandering around a different path than what was normal, than what would have been easy for easier for them to, to to navigate through. And I believe that the Lord has done this to show us, He has provided this word to show us that He took them a detoured route, an alternate route. He took them a different way than the obvious, the one that was near, was straight to the Philistines. And God knew what they could handle. So what He ends up doing is He ended up taking them through a detour. And maybe perhaps in life, you have detours in your life. Things that you had started off doing well, you ended up turning around and not doing so well. And life maybe just for you has taken a different turn. But I pray that God begins to move in your life like never before. I pray that you trust God as the Israelites had to trust God. And they had to turn in that aggravation to desperation for God. I pray that is it you today. If you are listening to this podcast Perhaps there is someone that you know or even you yourself that needs to know that God is in complete control when you have him leading. Give your life to God. Let him run it. Let him navigate you and watch what he does with a detour. He'll reroute your location. He'll reroute where you're at in your life and he'll turn around your life and give you something greater than when you would ever expect it. May the Lord bless you. This is Pastor Jonathan. Please share the message. Get the message out to somebody who hears it. Don't forget to subscribe. God bless you. There are two important points that we take away from this entire passage of Scripture. And I believe that God has set this time aside today, right now, in this moment, where you and I can sit down and talk about this Word of God and hear what the Lord has to say. And I believe He wants you to know that there are two things. First is that God is leading the Israelites. Can everybody agree with that? God, in the word of God, we stopped and we said, God led the people around by the way of the wilderness. Who is in control? It is no other than God himself that has led these people, these Israelites, hallelujah, and he is leading them. The second of all is that you must understand is that throughout this scripture and through the, ver- the chapters of 13, 14, and 15, you, we, we learn, and if you read the story, you'll understand that through the valley, it wasn't no easy path. There was no direct um, way. If you notice that the word of God says that they were, even though that it was near, he took them a different route, which means he detoured. He had an alternate route for them. He didn't take them through the easiest, most obvious route. He took them around somewhere else that was not what they expected. Can you say amen to that? So what's happening is that the Israelites have been, uh, they just got taken out of Egypt. They've been in slavery. They've been uh, dealing with, you know, being a slave and working hard. And they cried out to God, and God heard their cry. So then God says, all right, I need you to come out. I'm going to take you out. I'm going to take you to a promised land that I promised. Has God promised someone today anything? Hallelujah. Are there promises upon your life that God has said and been spoken to you that he will do something great in your life? I believe there is. Amen. That's why I stand here today to preach this. The first thing we must understand is that God, in verse 18, led. 
What does it mean to be led by God? It means that God is the one doing the navigating. God is the one doing the directing. Hallelujah. God is the one that's in control and he's moving forward. Hallelujah. You see, when God leads, it isn't that we have control, but God completely leads in his own way. Amen. Stay with me, church. Eliminate your distractions. Come on. We cannot expect to go anywhere in Christ unless God is the one leading. Listen to what I'm telling you today. I believe there is a solemn word that God wants to give to you. And that word is this, that if you're not plugged into God, if you are not letting God be your captain of your ship today, your ship will be shipwrecked in a heartbeat. Hallelujah. It has to come and it has to be from the Lord and he has to lead you. Why? Because he knows the plans. He knows the desires. He knows what your needs are. He has plans. He has everything he needs. After all, he is the creator of everything. But many times, church, we find ourselves on detours. Listen, listen to what I'm going to tell you. We find ourselves detouring along back roads, hallelujah, and along dead ends, hallelujah. And we find ourselves going through some, some alleys. Those of you who come from smaller cities, you know that in the back of the houses where they picked up the dumpsters, they were called alleys. And they were just man-built roads or dirt roads that the dump truck would come and pick up the trash and throw out. That's the only reason they exist, so that the trash can was not in the front. And many of us begin to find ourselves in times where we're in those detour times. We're in those back roads times. Hallelujah. I can tell you something that most of you are, are, are related to me. You know that I cannot stand El Paso's construction. Amen. I can't stand all the thousand projects they have. It, it, it's, a, it's a pain in the butt. You're going through one way. It's backed up. It's bottlenecked into one way. And then you take a turn and it's like you can't turn there. You got to go around the other way. And it just takes longer and longer to get to where you're going. Especially on the road of East Lake and Horizon, right? There's just so much construction. They take so long to build it. And, and we're driving and we're like, oh, my gosh, now I'm going to spend 10 more minutes because I have to detour to a different route than I'm not used to. Can I get an amen there? And then sometimes we take it to where we go into a, you know, we get a little impatient. And, and, and my daughter's not here, Kiana, to tell you, to testify of the story. But there was one time where I hit a dead end and I was like, well, there's dirt roads that are made by trucks and all that. So I'm going to try to take that road. Well, so I took a shortcut, which is what I thought. In the end, it led me nowhere. It made me turn around and almost get stuck in sand. So I'll tell you that the dead ends and the alleys, not all the time do they work. But hallelujah. But let me give you something today that other times... We find ourselves in dry places. We find ourselves on, on paths that are, are not what God had originally planned. Hallelujah. And, and we find ourselves in those dry moments. Can I get an amen to that? But then we begin to question. In those moments we begin to question and we think, is God really leading us? Because if he was leading us, why am I struggling? If God is leading us, why am I dealing with this? Why am I dealing with that? Why am I not being blessed? And you look at others and you say, why are they blessed, God, and not me, God? Why are they prospering, God, and not me, God? We begin to question God because we're in a detour phase, hallelujah. We're in, in an alley phase, hallelujah. We're at a point where we're at a dead end, hallelujah. And the only thing we can do is turn around and say, God, why aren't you being the God that I know you can be with me? Am I talking to some real people today? God is the ultimate guide. He is the ultimate guide. And he has your entire life planned out. 
It's already planned. Hallelujah. Let's talk about those detours, their alternate routes. One thing that we read in the word of God is that God did not allow them to take the most obvious route. It was a super direct path that they could have taken straight through Philistine. Hallelujah. And they could have went right through it. Hallelujah. And for most of us, we probably would have said, why can't we go through that, God? It looks like it's the easiest route. Why would you take us around instead of just taking us through the road that's already been built? Right? The word says, although this was near, that direct route, hallelujah, he did not take him through a path that was the most common, the most familiar. Do you know why? Because when you're in your comfort zone, hallelujah, when you're in that comfort zone, you don't move forward. When you're in that comfort zone, you don't trust God anymore. You know why? Because you're comfortable. Because we become so comfortable, so complacent that we're willing to walk through this area that's already been paved. The path that's already been done. Hallelujah. But little do we know that in the middle of all that, hallelujah, the reason why God did not take him through this route was because he knew that there was a bigger and better plan. He knew that if he were to take him through this area, there were some Philistines. You remember the Philistines I preached about? There were some Philistines in that land that were ready for war and they were brutal. Hallelujah. And they were not willing to to compromise with the children of Israel. And I'll tell you one thing right now. If you've ever been in a situation where you walk down a comfortable road, you get into that road and it's not what you thought. Because that's what happens with the Israelites. They go down and before, they, you know, they, they go around that area. But God, And they're wondering why they couldn't just take that route. Because Philistines are, are, are warlike people. Hallelujah. All they want to do is battle. All they want to do is conquer. And there's nothing more grateful and they would be more satisfied and gratifying to their spirit than to conquer the children of Israel. But God would not allow them to. Hallelujah. To go through that route. You know why? Because the moment they got there, they would be fearful. Listen to what I'm saying. They'd get into that land, see all those great army, those men and women, of, that are, that are, um, the men that were suited up, ready to battle, and, and, and they would be afraid. And what's the first thing you do when you, go, when you go afraid? If you see something that scares you, what do you do? You jump back. You go back. If God would have allowed the Israelites to go into the Philistine camp and that city, they would have wanted, they would have went back. They would have been fearful, they would have doubted God, and they would have said, you know what, I'm just going to go back and be a slave under, under, under Egypt, under Pharaoh, because I don't want to go and get involved in this. Come on, can somebody say God has the plan? God had a plan for the Israelites. He said, I'm not going to take them down that path that leads to destruction. But on the other hand, on the contrary, I'll take them around that path, a path that I'm going to make in their lives that they're not going to be used to. They're going to feel a little uncomfortable. It's going to be a little hot in here at times. It's going to be a little humid on your walk. Hallelujah. But you got to know that God has a plan for you. Hallelujah. And his plan is to prosper you. Hallelujah. God's not going to take you down a road. Listen to what I'm going to tell you here. God will not take you down a road that will be back to your old path. God does not care about your past and what you have back there and what you built. God wants to see you moving forward to the promised land that he's promised you. 
Hallelujah. He's not going to take you to a place that you're tempted, hallelujah, and that you want to go back and re-enter your past because he's providing you an alternative route. He's providing you, see, I'm going to relate it to you now, the detour that we get ourselves into at times, some, most of the time that, that when it honors God, it is in God's plan. But it's hard to see when you're in that detour because you're so worried about yourself and you're so worried, we are so worried about our time and, and, and what we're going through and why we have to go through this that God says, just trust me through the process. Trust me through this detour. Hallelujah. You see, I'm rerouting what you, what the enemy had already meant for bad, and I'm rerouting it a different route. Hallelujah. And that rerouting is what you need to trust me in. Hallelujah. I call those detours. Hallelujah. And they are in my will, God says. Why? Because if I let you take your path, you'll go back down the road that took you to that place in the first place. God knows exactly what you are ready for and can handle. He could have let the Israelites go through Philistine, but he didn't because he knew how much they could handle. He knew they could not handle that. Is there something in your life, hallelujah, that God has been allowing you to go through, that God has been allowing you to, to, to experience, hallelujah. God has allowed you to go through some things in your life. Why? Because he knew that in the end you would come out a victor, hallelujah, and not a defeated foe, hallelujah. God says, I had to allow some things in your life so that you could overcome and be developed and be stronger and have character that when the real trials come you can stand amongst them hallelujah I can honestly say that we are living in a time and you would agree with me I'm sure that that it has taken us down alternate routes and detours we're, we're not used to experiencing this kind of uh, social media persecution this kind of national advertising this kind of uh, a sinful a way of living that the world is saying, hey, uh, if you don't conform to my way, you are now the outcast. Hallelujah. You are now the person that is being discriminated against. You are now the person that we're persecuting now. It's no longer us and the word of God, uh, you know, being a, and, and telling them what the truth is. It is now them trying to tell us what the truth is. What does the word of God say in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12? Anybody know? Here it is. This is the world we live in. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. We, church, are fighting a spiritual war um, for the body of Christ against the enemy. We are fighting some Philistines that are in our occupation in our land, hallelujah. And they're seeking to, to discourage us. They're seeking to fear us. They're making us focus on the detours, hallelujah, and the back roads that we had to take to get to where we're at. And they make us stay there, hallelujah. But how many of you know that God has a plan, hallelujah? I said God has a plan. Let me give you some encouragement. God is leading us, hallelujah. And although it may feel a little uncomfortable at times, you can be, I can tell that I'm, I tell you what, I'm uncomfortable with what's being out there. I'm uncomfortable with the laws that are being passed. I'm uncomfortable with what, what people see now as a Christian. What they say, who they say they are. Are they really believers in Christ? Or do they say they're believers in Christ? And in the moment you turn your back, they're cussing up a storm. There's nothing wrong with cussing, Pastor. Really, that's what the world tells you. Because that's not what my Bible tells you. But you're going to go cuss up a storm. Hallelujah. 
We are living in a time where God is leading us. And here's the most important thing that you have to, you have to understand. I love to say this because it's so true. That, true and, and that in the end, hallelujah, no matter what route you've taken to get to where you're at, God will win. Hallelujah. I said God will win. Why? Because he is greater than the enemy. Hallelujah. He is greater than the problems, greater than the sickness, greater than the disease. Hallelujah. Greater than the addiction, greater than the fornication, greater than whatever ever comes his, your way. God says he is greater. But some of us are on detours right now in our lives. And we questioned God and said, why am I in a detour when I could have just went straight to the ministry? Why did I have to go around my calling? Why did I have to go this route, God? What was so special about it? Where were you, God? Did you know that it took 40 years for Moses to be prepared? God had to prepare, not that he had to, but he wanted to prepare Moses 40 years before he was to take on the assignment that God gave to him. 40 years, think about that. Nobody in this church, actually right now, at this moment, is 40 years. But it took Moses 40 years to be prepared. Hallelujah. You know why? Because sometimes God has you in detour moments. To, to, it's a process. Hallelujah. Sometimes God has you where you're at so you can understand and appreciate the things that will come your way later on in life. Hallelujah. Sometimes you've had to be on your knees. Hallelujah. Looking up to the, the sky and saying, God, I'm a mess so that you could understand the message. Hallelujah. Those detours in life that you thought weren't a part of God's will. Those detours that didn't take you down the path that you thought your life would be are part of God's plan to, to develop you. Hallelujah. To say, trust me along the way. Trust me through the process. Trust me when you can't see what's in front of you. Trust me when you know that you're encountering something and you don't know what to do. Trust me when you're uncomfortable. Hallelujah. Trust me when you, when you feel that you're upset and you're aggravated and you're frustrated because you're not seeing moment in your life. Will you trust Trust me, God says. Those are the detours of life. Pretty simple, huh? But then we come along, Sister Becca. We come along some, uh, some dead ends in our life. <laughs> we take those detours and you become like Pastor you become impatient, you take a route, and guess what? In the end, it leads to a detour. So not only do you waste your time, because it led you nowhere, <laughs> but it leads you nowhere. And it leads you back on the path that you traveled before. Can I get an amen? You seen those people, um, have you ever seen those people on the, that, are, that are trying to race to the stoplight? They, they, they try to take a, an alternate route to get past you because you're a, you're a little bit, uh, you know, in front of them and they're trying to be impatient and they rush around you. They're ah, going off fast and everything. And then before you know it, you're at a stoplight, right? And then they took a different route, but then they're all roll over right beside you. And you're like, what was the rush? It took you to the same place. God bless those people, amen. Because sometimes we're one of them. <laughs> So the Israelites find an alternative route that God tells them and, and instructs in the book of uh, Exodus chapter 14. And, and then he says that he, he instructs them specifically, listen to this, because there's always word and purpose in what God says. He instructs, him, instructs them to camp before a couple of cities, okay, and a couple of cities that are surrounded by a sea. All right, you following me, those of you who know the story? 
So then Pharaoh comes along. Pharaoh finds out that, guess what, half his entire workforce or a good portion of his slaves, the ones that have been building all his little statues and monuments, guess what? They quit and they left. And if you're a businessman, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. You're like, who told, who told these Israelites that they could leave? Who told these Israelites that they could, they could be get, get, leave and quit and they would be done? Hallelujah. Imagine that from a business perspective. How much money you would lose if about a quarter of your, your people walk out? So what do you think Pharaoh does? <laughs> I didn't give him permission. Those are my people. They're my slaves. I've been having them work. They, tsh, who do you think they're going to go? You know what? Get all the men. Get the best of my best. Bring all the chariots. We're going to go catch those people, and we're going to get them and bring them back. Hallelujah. Because they belong to me, Pharaoh thought. Right? And here's all little Israel. Not little, but here's all the Israel people of Israel. They're camping out in this place. Behind them is a sea. They're like, okay, I don't know what this is for. I, I don't know what this has to do. This is a, I don't know what this dead end has to do with taking me on my journey. Hallelujah. You getting that? I don't know what this dead end has to do with getting me to where you wanted me to go to. It almost seems, God, that you put us back in a situation where uh, we have nothing but a sea back over here and some mountains over there. Hallelujah. Trust God through the process. Can, I, can we get an amen to that? So you know the story, Pharaoh gets his army, because you've seen it on the Prince of Egypt, they show it quite a bit, and he pursues to collect his slaves. Soon before they know it, Pharaoh and his massive army, I want you to put yourself in the Israelite shoes. Behind you is a sea, so imagine that there's a sea behind you, which means the only way you're going to get to the sea is if you swim, right? And no one's going to swim and get hypothermia and none of that stuff, right? You have that in front, and then all of a sudden, you're camping out and kind of confused as to why the Lord has you in the place he has you, and then you begin to look and see some the army of Pharaoh and, uh, and thousands and thousands of men, horses and chariots. And you're thinking to yourself, what in the world is going on here? God, how could you betray me? God, how could you let this happen? You're the one that told us to camp out here by the sea, and now we have nowhere to go. There is an army that is coming for us, and I, I, we can't go this way because there's a sea. What are you going to do, kill us? You know what, Moses, why did you bring us to this place? It's your fault. It would have been better if you would have just left us a slave. Why did you call us out of Egypt only to be killed over here? How many of you know that sometimes, just like you and I, we run into dead ends, hallelujah, in our lives. We run into those dead end scenarios where, where, where we don't understand why we're in that situation. You know, and we, we find ourselves not moving forward at times. And then we begin to do the worst thing that we could ever do as a Christian. But God understands this. And we begin to say, God, why did you bring me here? God, why did you put me in this place, God? It's your fault, God. I, I trusted in you, God. I did this. I did that. I did all this right here. I put my faith in you. And now you have me in a situation where I have nothing, God. I have nothing, God. The only thing that I have is my life, and I'm about to lose it, God. A dead end that God has in your life. But how many of you know that dead ends even have purpose? Winning Christ comes around. Hallelujah. 
You see, you can't go back to, a, you know, once you're in the dead end, the only way is to look back and say, well, I don't definitely want to go, you know, this old path because Pharaoh's army's coming back. I, I don't know what to do about to, I can't swim over here. So the only thing that the Israelites could do was depend on the God that delivered them from Egypt. Hallelujah. They had to go back and say, you know, there's no other choice but to call upon the name of Jesus once again. Can I tell you today that whatever journey, whatever dead end you find yourself in, God is saying, I need to get glory from your situation. I need you to step back. Don't be afraid of what's coming at you. Don't be afraid of what's been behind you, but just trust me through the process that this dead end will have purpose. Because what happens when we're in the dead end? <laughs> we become frustrated, Sister Becca. We become especially frustrated when you have to be somewhere, hallelujah. And it's a waste of, like I said earlier, a waste of time and energy. And this is the times that you can relate to, that you feel yourself going in circles. And you say, God doesn't talk to me. I don't hear him anymore. If God talked to me, then why am I going through this? I feel like I can't move forward anymore. But I will tell you this, when God, I said, when God leads you. When he is leading your path, hallelujah, when you say, God, I don't know what is going on with this dead end, this detour in my life, but I trust you to know enough that out of a no way you will make a way, hallelujah. Is he not the way maker? Hallelujah. Does he not claim to be the way maker? Hallelujah. He is the provider. He is your deliverer. Hallelujah. But, you know, we get upset. Because God has allowed us to go through some things. We go through some detours, dead ends, and we have some alternate routes. And it becomes where we become aggravated. But let me tell you something about the beautiful thing about aggravation. It's kind of hard to imagine, right? If you're aggravated, how could something good come out of it? Well, aggravation, listen to this. Aggravation turns into desperation. When you are frustrated, when you cannot go on anymore, you're desperate for anything and everything to pull you out. When you're in that moment where you're, when those people are about to be sentenced to prison for a crime they committed, and they may be aggravated because the whole process, but they're desperate. They're desperate for an innocence verdict. They're desperate, so they begin to call upon the name of Jesus. Aggravation turns to desperation because we want something so bad sometimes, Brother Lorenzo, that we rush it. You hearing what I'm saying? Just like my example, I, I, I got impatient because I didn't want to go wait in a line at a stoplight. So I said, I'm going to take a shortcut because it looks like there's an alternate route. Come on, my daughter, Kiana. We're going to go in our truck. We may get stuck because it's not 4 by 4 and there's a lot of loose sand. But we're going to try it anyways. It's a risk we're willing to take. Thank God he brought us back out because we would have been stuck over there. Amen. But the point is, is that it's a wasteful time. We became aggravated and we took a shortcut. And that shortcut would have taken me, if I were back in the days of the Israelites, straight to the Philistine army. Because it's shorter, it's faster, it's easier. You, go you get so desperate for a change that you end up back on the same road that brought you to that place. I had to go back all the way back, go back to that same old road, and go back to the same old stoplight that I tried to avoid in the first place. Just the way it is. But just when they couldn't see a way out, hallelujah. I want you to think about that for a moment. How many things has God brought you out of? 
How many things has God brought you out of? You see, we can pretend all day today in church that, you know, God has made a way. He's a miracle worker. He's a deliverer. And all. But when it really comes down to it, when you really have the sea at the back of your back, and you see Pharaoh's army and all his enemies, and you see the enemy coming against you, do you really believe what you preach? Do you really believe what you say? Because when God leads you, guess what happens? All of a sudden, hallelujah, as Pharaoh and his army near, hallelujah, the, the Moses begins to hold up that staff, hallelujah, and the Red Sea begins to part, hallelujah. And what was impossible at the time, God says, I will make possible. You know why? Because I want Pharaoh to know who's in charge, hallelujah. I want Pharaoh to know that the God that you serve is alive, hallelujah. He is forever and evermore, hallelujah. There is a Red Sea that God is parting in your life. These detours, these dead ends, alleys, these back roads, hallelujah. You've been going through them because God says, I've been building you up for a time such as this. And I'm about to open up the Red Sea. I'm about to open and part the Red Sea for you. When you thought there wasn't a way, God says, I'm going to make a way in your life. You must understand the word that is coming today. You see, I need someone to grab a hold of that right now and say, God, I'm ready for the sea to be parted. Hallelujah. Not because of my power, but because I'm desperate, God. I need a God today more than ever, God. My bills need to be paid, God. I got people that are sick, God. They need healing, God. I need a marriage restored. I need relationships restored. I need my family to come back into my life. I know somebody that doesn't know God. Hallelujah. The Red Sea's about to part open. Hallelujah. Because God will get glory from your situation. I said God will get glory from your situation. Your moment of desperation will become your complete dependence on God. When God strips everything of you, your pride, your ego, your ways, your, your flesh, guess what you go to do? God, I need you. The Israelites cried out, God, Moses, why? Come save us. And God says, a little bit longer and I'm going to be right there. Just when you think you're about to give up, God steps in. I said, just when you think that it was about to come and you're about to be defeated, God steps in and said, everything that you had to go through, every back road, every dead end, every detour in your life, God says, I'm about to turn around and you're about to walk through a Red Sea in your life. Hallelujah. Can you receive that in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. You have to completely surrender to God in those moments. It's the only thing you can do because you're desperate. <laughs> the word of God says this in Jeremiah 32, 27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. He says, listen to what he says. It's just so amazing. Is there anything, is there anything too hard for me? The word of God says, the Lord says, behold, God says, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? He's challenging you to tell him, oh, God, this is too big. Watch it get destroyed. God, this is, this is too big of a problem. Watch me deliver you through it. <laughs> is there anything too hard for the God that you and I serve? He made a way after the detour, after the dead end, and after the appearance that it looked like it was almost over. God parts the Red Sea. And guess what he does with the, with the Pharaoh and his army? He swallows them all up. 
He waits just to the right moment when the Israelites are about to give up. And Pharaoh's like, yes, I got him. Here's my sword about. And then he swallows them up. Just like in life with you. The enemies beat you up, taking you a couple of rounds. Life has been a, a pain for you. It's been a pain point. You've hit some lows. You've hit some bottoms. You may think it's not fair, hallelujah. But out of the biggest mess in your life, God has been leading you to the place he wants to take you to. And that's through the Red Sea, hallelujah. I said that's through the Red Sea, hallelujah. Detours. Dead ends. What you thought God couldn't do with, something with. God did something with it. Where you thought that God couldn't bring you out, guess what? God knocked on your door and said, hey, I'm going to have mercy on you. Where you thought you messed up, God says, I'm going to come make something out of you. Don't worry. Hang in that dead end just for a little bit longer. Trust upon me. Trust that the detour that I've taken you, the route I've taken you, is a much better route than the route you would have taken yourself. Let me lead your life, God says. Hallelujah. Let us stand. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Maybe some of you, maybe some of you have been in some dead ends. Hallelujah. It's okay to be real with God. God knows everything about you. He knows your struggles. He knows what you endure. He knows your sins. He knows your addictions. He knows your pleasures. He knows your, your habits, your behaviors. He knows everything about you. And I think some of us find ourselves asking God, God, why did I have to go through that? Why? Why did I have to go losing through somebody, losing somebody? Why did I have to go? Through what I did and what I committed. Why did I have to go through that path that was hurt along the way? When I thought everyone was for me and they were against me. Why, God? And God says, because I've been preparing you. I've been preparing you for the process, through the process. God says, I've been getting you ready, hallelujah, for a time such as this. You see, the promises of God are for those who call upon the Lord. And church, you have, a, you have a day today that God has taken and set aside where you can come to God and say, I need you. I need a God that parts the Red Sea. I need a God that where I thought I lost everything. <laughs> I was so lonely in that moment, but God stepped in. You see, you may, you may not understand the plan that God has for your life. And you don't have to, but you have to trust him. That sometimes it takes a little bit to wait. Sometimes you have to wait a little bit. It, you know, we don't want to take the easy route. We don't want to get something that's so easy that when we get it, we take advantage of it because it's just easy to get. We have to trust and know that God is taking you an alternate route. 
that he's detouring your route and saying, I'm rerouting you. I'm going to reroute you like a GPS, and I'm going to take you down a different path that you're not comfortable with, but you got to trust me through the storm. you got to trust me through the road. you got to trust that if there's snakes, if there's javelinas, if there's bears on the way, lions, that I will deliver you from them. Perhaps you feel you're not going anywhere in your walk with Christ. Maybe you're, maybe you're like, like most of us have we felt at one time and you feel stagnant. And you feel that you've hit that dead end in your life. I encourage you this to this church. Turn to the way maker. Turn to the way maker. The path maker. What does that song say? Prison shaking savior. Prison shaking savior. Because even in the prison, he'll shake the whole place up. <laughs> even in the prison of your life, he'll shake the bars, shake the foundation, and destroy the walls and set you free. Where you thought you were bondage. Where you thought you were in bondage to sin. Where you thought you, were, you know, had to be a slave to your sin and your habits and your behaviors. God says, I'll shake your ground so much that you won't even recognize what's before you. But you will walk, hallelujah, and you will walk through a Red Sea if I am leading you. I'm going to open up this altar here. I think we all need Jesus. That's the truth. Hallelujah. Nobody in particular, but everybody. We all need God. We need to let it rain today. We need God to open up the floodgates of heaven. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You see, God hasn't given up on you. God hasn't given up on you, brother. He hasn't given up on you. Maybe you've given up, though. Maybe you've given up on life. Hallelujah. Maybe you've given up on a dream that God said, I'm going to take you to. But because the route wasn't familiar, because it wasn't the way you thought in your mind that it was going to go, you almost threw in the towel. But God is about to part the Red Sea for you. God is about to lead you through a, a time where everything that you've struggled with, everything that you had to go through, the hell that you had to go through to get to where you were at, hallelujah. You know, all the heartaches, the pain, the crying days, the, the, the lies that the enemy fed you. God says, I've been preparing you through the process and I'm about to give you the harvest. Will you trust where he's leading you? Will you trust where he is leading you?